Well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, we're down the beach. And uh, there's a pregnant lady going for a swim in a wild ocean surf. I really need to turn my back away from it. I just cannot watch when people do this. I'm, I'm just not used to the idea uh, of uh, pregnant people uh, running or swimming in the ocean, big ocean waves or I just I, I'm just old call me old-fashioned when it comes to this topic but I kind of like grew up in an era where the thing inside your belly had to be looked after and kept warm and given anyway that's uh, not modern science and I'm certainly not telling saying that that person's doing the wrong thing I'm just revealing how uh, possibly antiquated my views are on <laughs> what what activity a person can do when they're pregnant. That's me. And it doesn't matter. Hey, uh, when you go out to play footy or play a game of cricket or do something in your life that you really enjoy, ride a bike, you put on some gear, <coughs> you put on the, some gear, you get ready for the game, out you go, you play the game, you do the bike, you come back, you take a shower, put on clean clothes, and it's finished. And I think, metaphorically, we quite often go out into life, go out to work, go out to family, go out to all the seven areas of life, put on the clothes that are necessary to be successful in that particular environment, and forget to take them off. So we don't sleep well. And we don't love well, and we don't joy well. We, we forget to take the bloody clothes off, and they start to stink. And then after a little while, we think that those clothes are our skin. Then we put clothes on top of the clothes. And next thing you know, we're not sleeping well, we're drinking too much, we're eating the wrong things. So next thing you know, we've played a game of soccer and we've forgotten to take the soccer clothes off and so we're still playing soccer an hour after we finish the game of soccer. Work is not life, relationships are not life, kids are not life, life is not life, money is not life, materialism, commercialism, uh, evangelism, entrepreneurism, these are not life. Those are the things you put clothes on to go and do. They're all myths, mythological experiences, games. If you're not sleeping at night, you've forgotten to take the clothes off from the game of sport you've played. That's pretty logical. If you're an actor, that's not life. That's the sport. Well, imagine playing a game of footy or something and getting in the mud and forgetting to take your dirty clothes off and take a shower at the end of it, that would be just ridiculous. But we do. And then someone says, just for you. And you go, yeah, but I'm, um, yeah, this is me. And I go, what? That's stressed out, worried, anxiety, not sleeping, overeating person is you? No, that's the person that you forgot who forgot to take their clothes off at the end of being someone. You know, 
it's a funny old quote when people come up to me and they go, I'd like you to do a keynote speech for our company. And I go, sure. Who do you want me to be? No, just be you. And I go, no, me doesn't do keynote speeches. I, I have a, a character. I have a sport. And I play a role, a game, a position in a game where I'm a character. So who do you want me to be? And they say, we want you to teach people about peace, inner peace. And I say, okay, I can be that guy. I can teach everybody about yoga and inner peace. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. We want you to teach people about motivation and inspiration. Okay, well, I can do that because, wow, life is just amazing. And I can really show people about inspiration and motivation and how to get out there and really slam the... No, no, that's not who we want you to be. We want you to be Mr. Nepal. Well, hi there. Yes, I've spent time in the Himalayas of Nepal. A lot of time with monks and nuns doing good for the world in the highest reaches of this planet. And I'd like to share with you today some of the experiences I've had climbing some of the most severe mountains on the planet in the most severe conditions. Let me just tell you, oh no, that's who we don't want you to be. We want you to be someone else. In your... These are just different games of sport. And you play a position in a game, you know, full back or centre, ruckman, rover, whatever, you know, halfback. I don't know the names of the rugby positions. I didn't, I don't know any of that, but you know what I'm saying. Play doubles in tennis. You play a game. And that's not life. That's the, the role you play in the game of life. But you've got to take the clothes off at the end of the game. You've got to walk away and go, right, well, did that, uh, played that sport today and uh, did my best and we won or we lost. You know, it's good news, bad news. Well, I'm going to play tomorrow. I hope I get picked on the team. That's good. But where do you come home to? That's the interesting thing. I think the most interesting thing about this conversation is where to come home to. Because if you come home to a building where there are other people and their <coughs> happiness or their uh, opinions or their uh, uh, affection is what you call home, well, that's just another game. Come home to another game. That's like saying, at the end of soccer, I'm going to go to the change rooms and take off all my soccer gear and put on my bike riding gear and be home. No, that's not going to work, is it? That's another game. Then you forget to take off those clothes. And you go, no, that's me. I'm, I'm the business person. Oh, so you're wearing business clothes. Yep. And uh, uh, did you take them off at the end of the game? Yeah, how come you still got a suit on? Well, that's not a suit. That's just me. I'm the, I'm the business person. Oh. oh, hi. What do you do? Oh, I've just finished going for a swim. Okay, what do you do? I'm an actor. So after a swim, you go for a surf, and you come back after a surf. You have a shower, take off your wetsuit. What do you put on? 
I put on my acting clothes. Great. And what do you do when you finish acting? What do you mean? What clothes do you put on then? No, this is me. I'm the actor. Uh, well, no, that's another sport. That's like going swimming, going acting. What do you do then? What do you mean, what do I do then? What do you put on? No, I'm an actor. I put on acting clothes. But that's not home. That's not you. Oh, you mean home. Well, I go to where I live. Mm -hmm. That's just another game. Playing housey. Playing mumsy dadsies. Playing families. That's a game. That's not you. Oh, well, that's my home. No, it's not. That's where you live. That's a game. Go swimming. That's a game. Go surfing. That's a game. Go acting. That's a game. Go home. That's a game. Where are you? Well, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I've got no idea. Well, okay. So, <clears throat> what we try, what we need to understand, in order to find home, we have to understand what is not home. And we have to realize that inspiration and motivation are two different topics. Inspiration is home. Motivation is the game. So the world of sport runs on emotion. You play sport with emotion. The game is there because of emotion. If there wasn't any emotion, there wouldn't be any game. So you can participate in a competitive sport, motivated, you participate in a competitive sport and want to win. But it doesn't mean you have to lose home, which is not competitive, unconditionally loving, inspired, beautiful, unemotional. You can have that place and motivation. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can have both. In fact, you must. A person who gravitates to the inside says, oh, I only want to be home, ends up in a cave all by themselves, can't pay the rent. A person who gravitates to motivation, no home, ends up mentally retarded. Or what they call it, mental health problems. They ended up nuts because they put, they never could take off their sports clothes. They thought they were the sport they played, the family, or the business person, or the money, or whatever, the health. They thought they were that. That doesn't work. That's nuts. So, you got to have both. That's what we try, don't we? Us inner wealthians. Firstly, we know that just because you're satisfied on the inside doesn't mean you're satisfied on the outside. Oh gosh, what a revelation. Meditation doesn't make people happy. Satisfaction on the inside does not lead to satisfaction on the outside. It's not meant to. Dissatisfaction, emotion, everything on the outside 
is the game, the myth. Satisfaction, contentment, pure, unconditional love, not wanting, not caring, is the default of the inside. That's home. So home goes with you wherever you go. Unconditional love. What's unconditional love? Well, whether I'm with my partner or not with my partner, I love them. So it doesn't matter on the inside. Whether they're alive or dead, doesn't matter on the inside. That's home. Rock solid. The totem around which, around which all the myths, all the emotions, all the, the games, all the sports can circulate around all those emotions. So the outside is what you want and what you don't want. That's the myth. They're games. Seven games of life. Seven sports that you play. Seven times you have to take clothes off at the end of them. Seven times you need to be able to go, well, that's done, in order to get a deep night's sleep. If you're not sleeping at night, it's because you've got to take clothes off from the day. Whether you've got a billion dollars or one dollar, you are you. Whether you've got two wives or six husbands or 17 children, you're still you. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference at all. Whether you uh, change the world or don't change your underpants, it doesn't make any difference to anybody. Whether you win an Olympic gold medal or whether you play uh, golf in your backyard, nobody cares. It doesn't change anything. They're the games you play. The fun you have, the joy you play, the, the, the celebration of existence, the stories you tell. But you can't take them seriously, man. You can't take those stories and say, that's me. You can't add up all the stories and say, I am a collection of all the seven areas of life, all the stories. Because you, then you're basing you on a thing that changes, changes with breathing. You know, your emotions vary with your breath. So if you're breathing too much inhale, not enough exhale, your emotions change, you get elated. If too much exhale, not enough inhale, you get depressed. So you can be elated and depressed while you're doing your sports and all, add up all seven of them and think about who am I and if you're breathing wrong, it's different than if you're breathing right. Or if you're breathing in balance, let's say, not, let's not say right and wrong, let's say balanced breathing will lead you to one conclusion of who you are and an unbalanced breathing will lead another decision of you. There's no way to build life on that. That's like floating out at sea on an oil rig. And the thing's going around and around and the platform that you build your life on is tipping upside down and rolling. It's got to flow with the go with the flow and flow with the sea. And you say, oh, this is me. Seasick. Seasick. No, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You've got to have home. Home is when you take all the sport clothes off. And you put on a, a, the, the clothes, which is, I, I would say, close to being naked. You become really true. True is, there's no other, there's, true is, you, you, to, to have true on the inside, which is satisfaction or contentment or unconditional love or whatever you'd like to, to label the inside, it has to be a place that has no variance. No matter how much shit you're in. Quick story, my neighbor lives next door, been studying yoga for 50 something years. 
Never ate a piece of meat in her life. Loves animals, protects the species. Lived in India 59, uh, 39 times, each time for extended periods of time. Devoted to Indian ceremony, listens to Indian music, uh, practices yoga every single day for at least three hours, teaches it for another four, reads three books a week for, and has done for the time I've known her, which is 35 years. Practicing yoga, wow, that must really make you strong on the inside, right? It really must, it really must build a you. Or does it build a sport? But yesterday she came to my front door, crying, like weeping tears, flooding tears, tears running down her face, and uncontrollable sobbing. And I go, oh my God, who died? The dog died, something's died, something's really bad happened. And she goes, I've forgotten my password <laughs> for the computer. And I, and I go, shit. It just shows you that even after years and years of practicing something, we can get sucked out from the inside of unconditional love and contentment and uh, total uh, stillness. We can get sucked to the outside and get bitten by the bug of thinking the game is real. And I tried to say, oh, I can fix that, no problem. I tried to use some stillness to support her and she told me to fuck off because she was so traumatized that she thought everything that was going on was adding to the trauma. So you, it's easy to get sucked out to the outside and start taking it real. I'm not telling you the story to diminish her yoga. I'm telling you the story to show you that even after so much hard work, anchoring and knowing and believing in the sense of soul and self, that even after all that work, after all these years, she can still get sucked to the outside by something that I would think, because I know computers and because I know passwords and because I know all this shit, would never even cause a blip on my radar screen. We all get sucked to the outside. And then we sort of start thinking that the sport we're playing on the outside is really serious. And then we can't take the clothes off and get back on the inside. Now I'm pretty sure after she left me and about three hours later, she regretted saying fuck off and she was back to being yogini and all that stuff but that three hours she lost of her life is something that after all this time after all this time you'd think that wouldn't happen but it does we all get sucked to the outside and that's the work we get sucked to the outside and we take ourselves seriously we take a job seriously we take a client seriously we take our family seriously we think oh that's home and we put on a suit and we go that's me we put on a, a, a riding a bike riding suit that's me we put on a uh, 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 soccer uniform, that's me. We put on a family uniform, oh, I'm dad, that's me. It's not, it's a game. It's myth based on emotion. Emotions go up and down, you can't rely on them. You don't know what's gonna trigger them. You eat a piece of steak and you feel horny. Just a piece of steak can make change a person's emotions. Or maybe not a piece of steak, well, whatever. Alcohol, you feel game or enthusiastic. Coffee, you feel stimulated. That's not you, that's a band-aid. That's the surface. So you can't rely on that shit. You can't rely on that shit to be you, to feel content, to feel powerful, to feel strong, to feel anchored, to feel resilient. When someone starts teaching resilience based on emotional awareness, you know that they're lying. Because it's a 
the emotions in themselves are life. Until you can call it a joke, until you can see the giggle, the cosmic giggle. So the definition of this inner home is an inner smile. An inner smile, you smile, you smile, you look out and you go, ha, ha, look at those people crying at the funeral, taking life seriously, life and death. Ha, ha. Look at those people at work, you know, vying for the competition. Ha, ha. And when you lose that inner smile, you really do lose something really important. You lose you. <clears throat> and you sell your soul. You sell your soul for a relationship, you sell your soul for kids, you sell your soul for whatever you think is important, but you know what? There's no price. You sell your soul for anything. In other words, you let go home and you think the game is serious, you sell your soul. And when you sell your soul, then you start a downward spiral. You know, when people get a cancer and they go, or oh, they get a disease, they go, oh shit, I just got cancer. No, they didn't. They had it for three, four, five years before. And it's been building and building and starting to get traction and all this stuff. And so underneath all the band-aids was the truth. But because they had the clothes on, they couldn't feel the truth. And because they were thinking in one dimension, they go, oh, I better eat better because I feel tired. Well, no, we are three-dimensional beings. Three-dimension, body, mind, spirit. If we're going to change anything, when we say, oh, I want to change something in my life, we change body, mind, and spirit. We change three, not just one. Not just, I'm going to eat better and therefore be healthier. Or exercise more and therefore lose weight. No. If you're fat, it's because your body, mind, spirit's out of tone. You need to retone the three. I don't see what's so complicated about it. We're three-dimensional, but we're brought up at MBAs and, and business schools, and we're brought up in medical school with two-dimensional graphs showing uh, x-axis and y-axis. The z-axis is hidden. It's too hard to draw on paper. We've only just developed the, the, the skills for it now. We only just developed the skills with 3D goggles to be able to explain things in three dimensions. Space. Humanity. The human spirit. Related to the mind and the body. We now can put them three together in, with 3D goggles. Virtual reality. But we're stuck a little bit in the old school of two dimensions. So your inner self, this beautiful thing that lives within you, this unconditional loving space, is not a space that you can just say, oh, I know it, I, I, I'll just uh, trust that it'll always be there. It's a space that you have to practice returning to and returning to and returning to. Because even a yoga teacher who's been studying diligently, diligently living the truth for nearly 45 years of her existence on this planet, studying, studying, teaching, 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 studying, studying, and revered by millions all around the world, still fucks up, still gets sucked out and has to go back to bait, then has to get caught in the myth, get, get sucked out to sea in a, in a, uh, in a, uh, in a rip, suddenly realise, oh shit, can't swim against the rip, if they do, they're going to die because they get exhausted, so they have to swim the opposite direction. They have to swim sideways and get back to shore, which is you which is you without your soccer clothes, you without your business clothes, you without your daddy mummy clothes, all that stuff. You without your sexy clothes, you without your Victoria's Secret underpants or your Bonds jock, jock straps. That you, the naked one, the one that just is unconditional love, is what we call emptiness. The one that is 
soul, the one that is true. That's the totem. That's the center point. That's you. That's you. And all the rest, if you attach to it, you're in big trouble. If you attach to your work, if you attach to your thing, because then you're taking it seriously. And it's not serious. It's a game. And it has rules. And if you play by the rules, you'll have good strategy. If you go into career and you go, hard work will get me to the top of my profession, you're not playing by the rules of business. You're playing by the rules of delusion, emotion. There's a, there's a, there's a set of rules. There's a game in business that if you know the game, you can win. Know the rules. You can win. You know it's a game. You don't take it seriously. Don't take it personally. It's a game. You know it family. What someone told me yesterday was very wise. Do you know how to... Uh, do you know how to stay married for the whole of your life? And the answer is don't get divorced. So it's a game. If you don't want to be married for the whole of your life, get divorced. It's, it's really simple. It's, it's, it, there's no penalty for being divorced. There's no penalty for staying in the game. It's the same. Understand the rules of the game and you understand life and you don't take it seriously. That doesn't mean you don't try. It doesn't mean you don't give your best. It doesn't mean you don't do, do your best effort to win in your soccer game. It's just at the end of the game, you go, oh, I did my best. That's good. Good and bad. Why don't you got to come back home? And I think this coming back home stuff is what we're talking about today. This emptiness, this beautiful, beautiful sense of unconditional love, which is there's no condition. And a little affirmation I use for it, if you would like to use it for yourself, is this space inside, I need nothing, I want nothing, and therefore I have everything. That's the space within. That's the beautiful, beautiful home. I need nothing, I want nothing, and therefore I have everything. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. And bye for now. Ooh, listen to that ocean crashing in the background. Yum.